Hello, this is IP Stories by 4IP Council, a podcast about innovation and intellectual property. Join us and you will hear about the journeys through invention, creation, and IP understanding of our guests. I'm Marta. And I'm Fernanda. And today we're happy to welcome to our podcast, Villeveco Matila. Thank you so much for having this chat with us. First of all, would you tell our listeners about yourself and your career? Okay, hello, and, and thanks for having me here. So uh, I'm heading the Multimedia Technologies Unit at Nokia Technologies, and uh, I joined Nokia 94, so next year, it's already 30 years, so pretty long time with Nokia. And over these years, I've been developing multimedia technologies through research, but also then driving international standardization, especially in MBEC, so Moving Picture Expert Group. And, but then also, also productizing technologies as various kind of Nokia units. So it's been about mobile devices, new kind of innovation on, on for smartphones, but then also various services like uh, mobile gaming, like Nokia Engage already almost 20 years ago. Uh, then Nokia Maps, Here Maps, so location services, and also kind of Nokia Music kind of streaming services. And uh, I, of course, first 10 years, I was kind of researching audio technologies in particular, but then later I have held several kind of management positions in the fields so of multimedia technology, but then also artificial intelligence, machine learning, user interfaces, interaction and, and user experience. So pretty broad area of various kind of topics. I currently live in, in Tampere in Finland. So Tampere is about 300,000 people. So in Finnish context, it's a large city, but globally, of course, small. But this is really our kind of key site for multimedia technology development at Nokia. Uh, also, system on chip technology development is one another kind of key area here. And, uh, and then considering the kind of larger kind of industry ecosystem in Tampere imaging. And of course, the roots very much go to the old Nokia devices, tech, technology time. So that's also very strong in, in Tampere. So I live here with my wife and three kids. So it's a still very, very kind of hectic family life and balancing between <laughs> work and, uh, and, and family. I can imagine that. And uh, could you tell us a little bit more about what do you do as head of multimedia technologies um, at Nokia? Maybe you can give us some uh, some examples. Yeah, great. So at Nokia, so in, in this unit, we've been carrying out multimedia research, also then development and standardization for a long time, over 30 years. And we play a leading role in standardization and in several standards defining organization. So examples like moving picture expert group. So, but also then uh, the third generation partnership project. This latter one then relates to communication technologies. And we focus especially on the standardization of video voice and audio codecs. And, and these codecs are truly fundamental for making the distribution of multimedia possible. 
So without these technologies, for example, this uh, conference, teleconference, wouldn't be possible. Uh, any video-centric kind of services wouldn't be possible, thinking video on demand or video conferencing or even social media. We also have a very strong portfolio of this kind of video codec related standard essential patents and, and they really cover all generations of standards. But then in addition to this research and standardization, we also carry out product engineering, for example, for the council licensing and especially in the domain of immersive multimedia extended reality and the metaverse so these are the kind of emerging new content mm. experiences and as examples here i could mention a project called immersive voice which is offers this kind of end-to-end -end capability to capture and play back spatial audio on mobile devices such as smartphones and then we can make use of the upcoming voice codec called ivas this is the coming from 3CPP, immersive voice and audio services, which then enables you to deliver spatial audio over communication networks. So we have this kind of end-to-end -end capability and really targeting live voice calls, teleconferencing and the metaverse. And there's also another nice example, and this one is then called real-time XR multimedia. And that offers then this kind of real-time audiovisual situational awareness for industries. So in this offering, we are merging the potential of private wireless networks with 360-degree video and immersive audio. Mm -hmm. And then we address this kind of enterprise use cases. So combining these technologies that can enable, for example, remote steering of vehicles in challenging conditions such as in mines. You can also use that for remote collaborative maintenance. And of course, immersive e-training is an important kind of domain here. And then in finally, in addition to research, uh, standardization, product engineering, we also manage and renew Nokia's multimedia patent portfolio. Mm -hmm. and, and then this portfolio basically enables entire industries from mobile handsets to Internet of Things devices and multimedia services. And, mm -hmm. uh, and multimedia technologies, they are, are an important focus areas for tech in addition to cellular connectivity. So as head of the unit, I have the responsibility of, of this research development and standardization and patenting in Nokia. And therefore, also things like developing the technology strategy is important, but also then overseeing the development of new products and services so that they align with customer needs, they align with market trends and, and the company's vision. That is important. Then uh, innovation and intellectual property. So we, of course, want to identify opportunities for intellectual property development and then manage the protection of, of assets. And finally, of course, it's all about people and the talent. So team development is important. And then also the kind of promotion of Nokia's leadership in multimedia. So various tasks actually in, in this unit. 
I see. And we will get back to intellectual property and innovation because I will want to know more about that. But um, first, it would be nice to go back in time um, for a minute. And I would like to know what attracted you to a study in science in technology? Well, I think curiosity and passion in a way that, uh, that probably being kind of naturally curious about the world around me and having interest in understanding that how things work and of course science and technology that really offers opportunities to I mean explore and satisfy this curiosity in a way but then innovation I think that is important for me so uh, of course science and technology really are at the forefront of innovation so uh, studying these fields then allows you to be a part of creating new technologies creating new products solutions and these really kind of have a big impact for example on the society uh, but then also the kind of finland that science and technology they are highly valued in finland and of course for several regions and uh, and of course finland has a strong tradition in investing and in research and innovation so i think the country recognizes of course that the strong foundation in science and technology this is really crucial for economic competitiveness in the global market and uh, and then on the other hand of course also the finland's education system here is renowned for its quality and emphasis on on science and technology education from an early age so i think this whole culture in finland has also basically was important and was a driver for me to study science and, and technology. Um, and you have mentioned innovation, research, as well as the people that you work with, you know, like the importance of the team. But um, what do you like the most about your job? If you could only like pick a few things. <laughs> yes, of course, this topic around innovation and creativity. So mm -hmm. uh, the opportunity to be at the forefront of innovation, mm -hmm. that is important. But then people, I mean, collaborating with colleagues, very talented colleagues. And, uh, and in this domain, many technology projects, they absolutely require this kind of cross-functional collaboration and teamwork. Mm -hmm. So that is very motivating and rewarding. And impact. That, that knowing that, uh, that you can do something which then in the end can have a strong impact, for example, on the society. Yeah, of course. That must be so rewarding. So you mentioned uh, innovation um, and IP. So I was wondering, how do you, in your opinion, how do you develop an inventor's mindset? And what can you tell us about the path from creating an idea and filing a patent application, for instance? Yeah, I mean, the, the kind of link between a technology invention and, and a patent is that, uh, of course, patent is a means by which an inventor can protect the, the innovation and then can have a kind of control over its use. But of course, it all starts with an invention, so it needs to be novel, non-obvious, of course, it also needs to be useful 
it, it needs to be a solution to a problem or then improve something that exists already. But then, on the other hand, not all inventions can be protected. So, uh, they, an invention in a way, of course, they must meet certain criteria to be eligible for a patent. So, of course, novelty, it must be non-obvious and useful. And also mm -hmm. tangible, it cannot be an abstract idea as such. That cannot be patented. Mm -hmm. So, on our side, we focus especially on developing new technologies through research, which are fundamental for the distribution of multimedia. So in summary, audio and video codecs, they are fundamental technologies because they enable the efficient compression, transmission, playback of multimedia content, while maintaining quality and, and also compatibility across wide range of devices and wide range of networks. And they are really an integral part to our kind of modern digital communication and entertainment kind of landscape. Uh, and, but then when we think about that, when inventors and researchers are working on, on developing these technologies, so of course they need to kind of adopt a kind of particular mindset. It's a kind of combination of creativity, of course also then problem solving, you must have a vision, but then deep understanding of the field, that is, that is important. So you need mm -hmm. to be able to identify the challenge, what that is, but you also need to have this kind of vision of the, of the market and the, and the whole domain. So, uh, so vision of the kind of future of, for example, multimedia and uh, future of how multimedia distribution can, can develop over the years. Uh, and then you can also try to push the boundaries that, okay, what is possible? And mm -hmm. kind of envisioning new ways to deliver the experience. And, uh, and often you also need to have this kind of user-centric approach because successful inventors, they often prioritize the user experience exactly. Mm -hmm. So they think about how their innovations will benefit end users. So whether it's through improved quality, faster delivery, enhanced accessibility, whatever, but, but it must be user-centric approach. Mm -hmm. So uh, that, is, that is important. So there are many aspects why what actually an inventor must consider and should consider when developing new ideas. And on the Nokia side, of course, we try to make this path from an idea to a patent as smooth as possible. So we are carrying out, for example, this kind of lightweight pre-screening of ideas with patenting experts. So mm -hmm. it's really an easy and a big way to get feedback or the patentability of an invention. So if it's an implementation patent, so of course, detectability of the invention is, is critical. And, uh, and often ideas are created jointly with colleagues, so with other researchers, and we then already have a kind of joint understanding of the technical merits of the invention. So merits in relation to quality of experience, inventions, relevance, all of that, if that then could become, for example, part of a standard. And then on the other hand, in standardization, so these standard defining organizations and they working group, they really have a 
very careful rigorous processes in place to evaluate and typically in an objective manner the technical merits of the presented technology contribution so uh, and that's of course very objective ways to understand the value of the technology you are working on mm -hmm. um, everything that you just mentioned sounds um, very complex and like many um, different qualities need to you know be in place um, for a researcher to be successful I would like to know I have two um, a little bit complicated questions um, mm -hmm. Uh, that I like to ask uh, to our interviewees. Um, one of them is, what has been the biggest challenge you had to face up until this point of your career? I'm sure you had many, but you know, <laughs> yes. that's the biggest one. Right. So, I mean, this transition that comes to Nokia from the mobile devices business to the telecommunications network business, that was a significant challenge and involved kind of several complex factors. So for us who came from the devices business side, as for example me, so there was a technological shift to suddenly cover a much broader range of domains. So today our inventions, they really power entire industries, so such as smartphones, but also then consumer electronics and video and multimedia services and this whole domain of IoT. So overall, our focus on multimedia distribution, so we've been working in this domain for a long time, that resonated very well with these new domains. And at the same time, also Nokia continued very strong investment in research, development and standardization. So since 2000, uh, Nokia has invested over 140 billion euros in research and development. And I think our annual investment is more than 4 billion euros. And as a result of, of this, we have built one of the broadest and strongest patent portfolios in the telecommunications industry with around 20,000 patent families today. And cellular and multimedia standard essential patents are an important part of this portfolio. But then, This transition also then enabled us to develop completely new and very innovative devices. And one such example is the Nokia Ozo VR camera, which pioneered high quality capture of immersive 360 degree video and also related content production. And in this project, we truly learned VR virtual reality inside out. And we were able to leverage then this expertise in 360 degree multimedia standardization. So a good example here is the omnidirectional media format standard from MBEC. And that was the first standard really to specify how you can uh, capture 360 degree video, how you can store such video, stream, play it back. And that standard was also the basis for this real-time extended reality multimedia incubation I, I mentioned before and uh, and how we are now applying this VR type of video to industrial metaverse uh, and today in Nokia 
it's great that we can leverage our multimedia expertise very broadly across Nokia business groups. For example, we explore today the optimization networks in 5G Advance for extended reality and metaverse traffic. And this traffic actually has very different characteristics compared to traditional video mm -hmm. streaming. And such kind of split kind of device network processing, it also can make future, for example, mobile air classes more lightweight and provide longer battery operations. So I think it's a very important part of the future of mobile technologies. Mm -hmm. Okay, um, that sounds very interesting. I'm going to ask you the second question I had in mind. Um, and in this case, I would like you to tell us about, um, from all your achievements, what are you most proud of? Yes, I like <laughs> yes. I like to think that my my biggest achievement is the multimedia technologies unit, mm -hmm. and I'm very proud of our people and how this unit has developed. I mean, over the years, so we have increased investments to strengthen our leadership position in multimedia standardization, and this especially applies to audio, voice, and video coding standardization. But we also carry out immersive multimedia standardization and standardization for machine to machine communications. So it's great to think that, uh, that these people together, we have won five technology and engineering Emmy awards. So recognizing these achievements uh, in standardization. But then on the other hand, we also actively today incubating new unique products and services. Very proud of that too. And especially in the domain of XR and Metaverse. And based on technologies, we have driven in standardization. So I mentioned about this real-time extended reality multimedia and immersive voice. And this incubation project, they explore whether there's a potential to create new profitable businesses. And, uh, and by operating in the market, we also push new technologies to the market. So, and, uh, and also then the underlying patents may become more valuable through increasing adoption. Uh, I think overall, it's really exciting to see how these pioneering multimedia XR products are finding customers. And they really come from many different industries and industry verticals. I mean, it can be industrial automation or this kind of industry 4.0. It can also be about immersive communication and collaboration at enterprises or then entertainment and the metaverse, if you think about consumers. And, uh, and competing on the market with these products, for example, in technology licensing can really prove the value and it can prove the relevance of the technologies we've been investing. And in the same time, in the practization, when we implement technologies, of course, we also come up with the real implementation challenges, which you can then consider to protect with implementation patterns. So there are many great benefits there. What is your department currently working on? Any project you would like to tell us about? Yeah, I mean that uh, today, Extended reality and, and, and metaverse is 
they are on everyone's lips. And this growing popularity of augmented and virtual reality services, it has contributed to high interest in capturing the reality, the real world digital in three dimensions. And then being also able to distribute such volumetric representations to users, which then enables them to freely navigate this new content. And, uh, and all this is actually enabled based on the familiar standards in, in MPEG. So familiar visual volumetric video-based coding standards. These are developed by Nokia and other industry partners. And they will completely transform the way we experience video. So thanks to this new technology, we won't simply watch movies or sport programs, but we'll be immersed in this experience. So you can watch your favorite athlete or sport start performing right in the front of you. You can see them from multiple different angles with high picture quality as a lifelike kind of hologram in a way. So if that is example of then streaming such kind of new emerging 3D content, so we're also now transforming this technology for volumetric video communication or holographic type of communication. Therefore also kind of incorporating the requirement of real-time processing of 3D video for kind of bi-directional communication. So compared with flat screen videos of volumetric video really can convey the, the kind of salities of non-verbal communication and provide a sense of presence that then enhances the quality of human interaction. And, uh, and if you then compare this to the implementations that we have seen so far, I think the Nokia solution has really the potential to disrupt as it can provide a scalable distribution of volumetric video by using kind of the self equipment like cameras and AR glasses. That sounds very exciting. You, you have already mentioned many technologies you're working on, but what do you envision for the future of mobile technology and what's the importance of standards in this context? Right. So, um, there are really many benefits to, to standardization. And of course, one key thing is ensuring the inter interoperability across multiple systems. So when you create something, it's of course great that you know there's also other technology around and it all works together. So video coding, for example, only produces a compressed bitstream. You then need a means to package that compressed bitstream and also to transport the content to user, for example, in video streaming. And that's when you come to the standardization of media carriage formats and, and transport technologies. And in fact, I think open standardization really supports the industry at large because it promotes collaborative competition for the creation of the best technical solutions. So comparing that then that if you have a kind of closed off system, so nobody else can really use that. But if it's open, you can try, create the best possible technology. So it is an even playing field. And then considering the future of mobile 
technologies, I think really this immersion, so you know, immersive multimedia experiences, so extended reality, the metaverse, it means that content, that is really becoming more complex. Experiences are becoming highly interactive, and that requires very careful synchronization of the experiences between people. And in this way, the media services and applications delivering these experiences, they need to address ever more complex tasks through media processing. And to accomplishment that, we actually need to turn to the cloud or edge cloud. Even though that today's smartphones, they are very powerful media processing devices, but this kind of network-based media processing, that can bring even the most complex, the most time-critical AR, VR experiences to any connected device. And, uh, and that can make the future AR classes more lightweight. It can provide longer battery operation. So it is, I think, future technology for mobile metaverse, sustainable metaverse, and uh, an extended reality. And really this edge computing with that, we can reduce the amount of data that needs to traverse the network, which then leads to a reduction of energy consumption and also then reduction of carbon emissions in the end. Mm -hmm. So it's an important part of the sustainability. That's great. Um... To be honest, listening to you, I feel like I'm going into a sci-fi film. Um, it all sounds really exciting. And I'm sure there are loads of new generations of um, researchers and scientists that are eager to, to go deep into the industry. Um, I would like to know, now that we are reaching the end of the interview, I'm afraid, um, I would like to know if you have any advice to give to, to these new generations of inventors. Yeah, right. So if you think about the kind of invention development, I think the key thing is really this kind of deep understanding of the, of the technology domain you're working on. So mm -hmm. that expertise, of course, then allows you to, I mean, identify gaps, some inefficiencies, areas for improvement with existing solutions, all of that, to come up with novel ideas. But then it also needs you to iterate your ideas. Mm -hmm. That happens all the time in international standardization. So you receive, you propose your technology, you receive comments, and you need to iterate to make it even better. So you need to mm -hmm. be ready to iterate a lot. But mm -hmm. then in addition to this kind of technology expertise, to iterate things, I think it's good to also have a good market understanding the kind of landscape you are where you mm -hmm. are and also that okay what really the vision and future is what it comes to these these technologies and uh, so it helps you to make informed decisions also then about patenting and and product development in, in the end so i think these are this is something that uh, that inventors always should consider great well, thank you so much, Villaveco, to, to be here today with us. Thanks for having me here. It was a pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to IP Stories by 4IP Council. Visit our website on 4 to find out more 
and check out the links mentioned during this episode. If you liked it, remember to share and subscribe.